Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, shout out to the Yonis, Bronies, and Homies. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. That was so great. Yeah, I, I had thought of you in mind. I was like, well, I know I want Yonis in there, yeah. and then I got to find everything that kind of rhymes with Yoni. Yeah. And then we're going to do that's what it's going to be this week. It's a good word. It's a good, it's a good word. I was actually thinking about being in a band called Yoni Mitchell. That's not my own thing, but like somebody said that and I was like, I have to do that. Yoni Mitchell. It's cool. Somebody needs to, somebody somebody needs needs to have to a band it. named Yoni Mitchell. Yes. Fantastic. Well, y'all are hearing another voice. That's, that's not normal. That's a little strange, right? Nor- normally these intros are just a thing I skip because Billy's talking by himself. And who wants to hear that? Apparently not a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people are just like, oh, this intro is really long. Um, uh, you are hearing the voice of Vanessa Cuccia, the founder and owner of Shock Rubs. Hello. And we're, uh, we just finished recording a bonus episode for Patreon coming out next week. Going to talk uh, about her in a little bit and about this week's guest, Angela Spera from the This Is Why You're Single podcast. But first, mm-hmm. show dates, people. Show dates. All right. Uh, Connecticut. June 9th, I'm going to be at Comics at Mohegan Sun on the 4.30 p.m. show because comedy belongs in the afternoon. Uh, Then Rockland County, North New Jersey, uh, June 16th, I'm going to be at Levity Live on the Late Late Show. Uh, June 17th, I'm going to be at Lucky Jack's doing Comedy Fight Club, little roast battle action here in New York City. Slotesburg, New York, I'm up uh, there at Characters Bar and Grill on June 18th. 8 p.m. Uh, for more information on those show dates and more, head on over to manorpod.com slash comedy. Uh, if I choose to update that page, it's been a while. Uh, you can always just shoot me an email and ask questions. Also, today, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the day of this release, uh, we have another Fan Whore Facebook Live Hangout. Uh, that is my monthly little office hours where we hang out, get together. I ask you questions. You ask me questions. I tell you about the month. I tell you about exciting things in my life that haven't made it onto the pod. All right. Um, Vanessa Cuccia, before we move on, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and about Shock Rubs? Sure. I am the creator and founder of Shock Rubs, which is the original crystal sex toy company. So I basically make sex toys that get you in touch with sexuality, but also spirituality. Pussy crystals. Pussy crystals. If we need to even shorten it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting for that. I was like, you you explain. Yeah. They're pussy crystals, basically. Well, we just had a fantastic conversation uh, Mm -hmm. talking about those. I'm not saying I'm converted. I'm just saying I held one and I felt things. Okay. Uh, And that episode is going to be available exclusively to my $5 and up members on Patreon next week. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash man or podcast uh, to get access to that bonus episode and and dozens and dozens of others. But I wanted to read an advice email with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you're going through a breakup yourself right now, right? Yes. Or you just had one. Yes. And going through it. Yeah. Mazel. Congratulations. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Uh, well, we got a, a, an email coming in about breakups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to read that and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. So I get, hey, Billy, my name is Jules. I'm a big fan, and you have been a source of advice and entertainment for a year or so now, so thank you. 
Uh, I never, I never edit out That's that portion. So I need those <laughs> yes. affirmative words. But she says, I'm hoping you may be able to give me some advice as a fellow slut and romance enthusiast. I've just gone through a breakup, a wonderful but essentially unmatched relationship of six months. And I was wondering how you deal with opening up dating and hooking up casually after a breakup like this. I tend to get a bit of a kid in a candy shop response to breakups. And I am considering that that probably isn't wise. Appreciate all you do, Billy. Uh, also, let me know if I can share my gratitude with a titty pick. I'm practicing, <laughs> Jules. I don't know what how you need how how, is pra- I, how do you need to practice? I, Just you need to practice your angles and shit. You need to. I promise you, we don't care that much <laughs> about the angle. <laughs> You still want to practice. We, I mean, maybe get them just, in frame, but that's about it. I think you nail it. There are certain angles that you want. I mean, especially if they're flopping over to one side. There's ways to do it that really, I mean, do you have it's an art form? Do you have a pr- uh, 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 a preferred t- boob angle? Yeah, <laughs> not not. A pre- I don't. Do you have a titty that you prefer? I do. Left I like my right? left. Um, but why? Angle. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Well, Jules, how can we help out, Jules here? Oh my God. I mean, I am so identifying with with her predicament because it's, first of all, I'm going to recommend a book called The Ethical Slut. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, they know it quite well. Yeah. We've had the authors on this show. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, I I just was looking at that and, and starting starting to to get warm up to that, mm-hmm. to that book because, yeah, it's definitely... You know, what's difficult for, for me in this situation is wanting to feel like that kid in the candy store and just be like, I'm just going to enjoy people and have mm-hmm. fun. And yet, like, a lot of people fucking suck and that are true. are not fun. <laughs> right, right. Well, you also mentioned in your in your bonus episode that you tend to need a little bit more of, an, even if it's not a serious relationship, it sounds like you need more of some kind of a emotional connection to be sexually attracted to someone yeah but that doesn't mean that i need to like have necessarily a relationship for a person for a long time it's just it's energy energy Mm. is a fucking thing it's true and that's what i feel so i can feel a person's vibe and i can know if i'm gonna vibe with them or not pretty early on yeah um same yeah so it's like you just know that so don't force things because you know you might want to be a kid in in a candy store but also um have this like self-awareness about you and and know that you your energy is something that you don't want to necessarily just give to to anybody that's not going to appreciate it or or get it so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I think that, especially if you're like, okay, I've been in this relationship. It seems like it was monogamous. I'm now free to go off and date and fuck whoever. Uh, to think about why am I fucking this person this night? Mm. It's like, am I doing it just because someone expressed interest in me and I'm just trying to fuck people? Am I actually attracted to them? Am I just horny and this is the person who's available, which is a valid reason. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, I'm horny, I just want to get fucked by someone vaguely attractive. This guy hasn't worn a MAGA hat out, so yo, <laughs> he can come in. Um, think about the why. I, I've i talked about this a lot on the show, but again, it's like when I'm having – when I meet someone and I get invited up to their place and they, you know, she's like, oh, I really want to fuck you and 
I think I, the, the one of the reasons why I don't typically fuck on first encounters is because I want to make sure, am I fucking this person because I want to fuck this person mm. or am I fucking them because like they're consenting and I'm erect? Right. You know? Right. And I would say think about why am I going to fuck this person and do I want to fuck this person or am I just doing it because I'm enjoying the freedom? Yeah. Also, I, I've, I've felt a lot like I would have been a lot more slutty if I felt like men generally knew how to please me you know mm. it's like <laughs> I, I need to t i need about a good like month of like schooling somebody of like this is how to touch me this is how to get me off so it's like even if it, it's like one of those nights where you're feeling horny like you don't even want to like put in the effort because like I'm just gonna get the I'm just gonna be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> and also realizing that if you you know if it people do have have feelings and being having good communication at like at that stage is important too. Hmm. Well, if it gives you any sense of hope, you know, I had a friend who was complaining about like how you know guys just were inadequate. She couldn't find a guy with high sexual IQ. We did an episode of this podcast called the Oral Sex Auditions. Because my response to her when she was like, ah, oh, I just don't know, dude, dudes brag about eating pussy and then they're not good at it or they don't do it at all. And then I'm just like, let's hold audition. Yes. <laughs> and I arranged five men to come over to her apartment, like at, at, at audition times. Uh -huh. And like after I would like do a pregame interview with them, then they would have 12 minutes in there with her to make a first impression using tongues and fingers only. Penis stays in the pants. Uh -huh. Then they come out, they do a post game, and she tells me how it really went. And we did that with five guys. That's amazing. And we had a decent chunk of dudes who were like good enough that she was down for another, like Ooh. made a strong enough first impression that she'd be like, I would go on a date with this person or I want to fuck this, this person. This is a brilliant concept. Time. I think that's. that's I'm willing to arrange this for whoever. <laughs> uh, yes. I think you'd have a lot of people signing up for that because that's, I mean, that's amazing. It's like, t yeah. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> so there is hope. There are dudes out there who can at least uh, intuitively uh, get close on the first try. Yeah. But that's the other reason why I don't like fucking the first time. Because mm -hmm. I'm just like, look, yes, we could fuck tonight and I can barrel in and do my best. But give me a night to like learn your body. Yeah. Figure out what you like and don't like. Some tips. Let me do some of my research. Then next time we hook up, we can fuck and it'll be way better because I'll kind of already have an idea of what you're into. Yeah. And, and can make adjustments from there. That's definitely how how it should go. I I feel like, yeah, we need to we need to get the word out. People need to have a better sexual IQ for for each other. Yeah, we just want to feel good, and and then we're like all walking around disappointed in like the dating world, and just do some reading. Do some reading, or or and also not for nothing. Listening, listening, but also if y'all could use some actual words it'd be helpful i uh, a couple weeks ago i got a very specific instruction of up and to the left yeah immensely helpful for me right it didn't make it weird and uh you know it, i appreciate that she was able to communicate some instructions so i could be in the right yeah space there's a way to ask and there's a way to tell too instead of saying does this feel does that feel good or do you like that yeah. which is so general and nobody wants to be like no not really mm -hmm. you say is the pressure good? Do you want me to move the direction to the left? Uh -huh. You know, asking those specific questions are helpful too. For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it also, if you're not embarrassed about giving the instruction, like a decent human being down there will probably not feel about embarrassed about receiving the mm -hmm. instruction. The woman who gave me the up and to the left thing 
was so fucking weird about me giving her like when she was going down on me i tried to give a little like oh hey i would love it if you would do this yeah was like so fucking insulted by it and i'm just like don't take this personally like we're all a little different i just like some hand action involved um so if we had to summarize our, our right. tips for jewels here uh other than your angle for the titty peck is probably going to be fine but you're welcome to practice yes. um what would you how would you summarize your uh, tip for her um how yeah let me revisit how you deal with opening up dating and hooking up casually after a breakup like this um you know just do what makes you feel safe and comfortable enjoy don't deny that energy is a thing communicate Maybe get a chakra. Maybe get a chakra and see what happens that with that. Open you up to all sorts of new fun energies. All right. And I will add uh, just I would say be purposeful in your your sluttiness mm-hmm. and be doing it because these are slutty encounters you want to do, not just because they're the things that arise. And you, like if you leave it, if you're going into an encounter with a meh attitude, like maybe just don't do that one. Mm-hmm. Like because you're probably going to feel meh afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Vanessa, thank you for that help. Uh, I appreciate sure. it. Um, Vanessa, thanks so much for helping me out with this intro. Thank uh, you. Where can people find you? Where can they buy your book? Where can they buy some pussy crystals? <laughs> you have like these yoni eggs, right? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are is, with these for like strength aside from the healing. Uh-huh. But also like can practically help with like strengthening. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's good for incontinence, uh, menopause, after childbirth. Mm. All that good stuff. Are these good for butt stuff? No. No. No, no, no. It's good to know. Why? Because it will get lost up in there? Is that why? It won't get... Yes. Some people with vaginas get worried that it'll get lost up the vagina, but that it won't ever. But up the butt. But, but, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, you don't want to be up there just fishing away. <laughs> no. That's not that's not pleasant. <laughs> but uh, where where can where can folks find you? Where can they go buy some stuff? So shockrubs.com, C H A K R U B S dot com um is where you can buy our whole collection, including my book, Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure. Uh but that's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and everything like that. But um and it's good to also follow us on Instagram. That's where it's at. We do a lot of stuff on there. So mm-hmm. at Chakrups. Rockin'. Rockin'. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks and, for having me. And now for this week's guest, Angela Spera, the co-host, co-creator of This Is Why You're Single, which is a podcast, is a book, is a live sketch show. It could very well become some other things because, hey, I totally understand stretching uh, an idea into different mediums because, hey, you're going <laughs> to you're going to see man whore across many stuff over the years. <laughs> um, Angela Spera uh, co-hosts the This Is Why You're Single podcast with her dear friend, Laura Lane. This Is Why You're Single, which is a great podcast I was on a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, I had her on to just chit chat. You know, she was so so funny. She was very worried about being too vanilla for this show. She's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of boring. I'm like, no, there's no, there's no boring. You know, you do, you're in relationships and you love and you have vanilla sex. And those are all things a lot of people relate to. I'm the weird one. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Uh, but, but we had a really great chat and uh, I think you're all really very much going to enjoy it. And, uh, and I encourage you all to go check out Shock Rubs and go check out This Is Why You're Single. But for now, check out my conversation with Angela Spera. 
All I ask is that you be open on, uh, open and honest. So, you know, okay. when, if you disagree, you can disagree. And if... Oh, I'll uh, disagree with you. Oh, you will? How, I, oh, here's a question. How close should I get to... The, we always say eat the mic, but should uh, I eat this mic? Yeah, do whatever's comfortable. It's like a little mini stand-up. Yeah, shout out to Jeff C. for sta- uh, for sending me these uh, once upon a time. Some listener, like, bought these off my wish list. I was like, cool, because... Really? I'm not going to spend money to upgrade my setup. This- I feel like I'm at the comedy cellar, but I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the cellar of the comedy cellar. Except way out in Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, a pair of disembodied tits hanging from the door. Oh, I didn't um, even see those. Thank you for those. pointing them out. Yeah. I expected there to be some kind of paraphernalia, so uh, I did I'm not ha- disappointed. I did have to clean up vigorously. There was a there was a motor bunny set up oh. yesterday for like a visitor that went awry, and then like I had like some free sex toys that like I won that I haven't put away that like have been laying around. I got this thing from B Vibe. Don't you find that? hosting a podcast about this stuff we're just swimming in lube over oh it. swimming over it. this is why you're single i have so many different kinds of lubes <laughs> i have the fancy kind of lube that i would never buy for myself well, like uber lube like um sponsor of the show we have lola lola lube okay who is a sponsor of the show use code single at checkout <laughs> hey uh, they also make condoms and they're all like made without like you know whatever bad stuff yeah is normally in lube and condoms you're like bad stuff whatever the bad stuff is i don't know but like whatever that is it's not there i literally went to use one of the condoms the other day and i stopped what i was doing because i was just like reading and i was like that stuff's in condoms usually oh wow this is fascinating and i was just distracted yeah it is a, the benefits of just getting like free shit in the mail uh i have I, a big box of uber lube sitting out there for my man whore con in august because they're going to sponsor the weekend and they sent me way more than I was expecting. Wow. It's a heavy box that's like two feet by two feet. Is it all in one like jug? I have no idea. I hope that's not. that's hard to distribute. Right, like, right. Like everybody get put out their palm, like <laughs> church yeah, or like, something. Uh, yeah. Do you, guys, do you guys get like free sex toys and shit too? Um, We just reached out. We sometimes will like talk about a new story of like a new sex toy. And then we're like, why are we doing this for free? We should like reach out to these people and try and get free stuff. Um, and paid. Well, yeah, but we get others. I have my mattress in my apartment. I have uh-huh. a free mattress from Lisa. You're on. Yeah. Call her Lisa. Use code Lisa, Lisa oh, wait. Oh, I don't want to uh, conflict okay. with any of your sponsors. I do not have any mattress sponsors yet. I mean, it's I have re- tried. relevant. It's related to what, <laughs> what you talk about. That's, that's, how, that's how I've pitched it. We always try to be like, you spend a lot of time in bed, you know? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing with Brooklyn and Sheets. We're like, your sheets when you bring someone over, <laughs> blah, 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 and we get free sheets. Yeah. Which is great. And they're great. I recommend them. When you bring someone over, they're very comfortable. Yeah. Right now, we're just doing you know podcast <laughs> shop talk. Uh, with, with Angela Spera, uh, is it Spera or Spera? Spera, like Sparadactyl. Sparadactyl, which, is, which is your Twitter, Twitter. handle. <laughs> Angela Spera, uh, one of the co-hosts of the This Is Why You're Single podcast. Yes. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> which I was on <laughs> co- what, a couple years ago, right? I was think. it years? It feels like yesterday. I think it, I just quit my day job, which feels like November, December, January of... 2016 17 okay yeah all right something like that it was a fun one though i remember we talked about i think we quizzed you on fetishes Mm -hmm. on like names of fetishes chlorophobia chlorophilia the clown one i learned that from you did you you learn that from us i'm Mm -hmm. so proud (laughs) very proud see i would think that was about like plant or something because of the chlorophyll yeah yeah right chlorophyll you came up you went and really deep dived and found one that was the falling i i forget it was stairs or i think one was bumblebees 
There's, I mean, there's definitely a fetish of both of those things. I don't yeah. remember what they're called. But, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, no, your show is great. So why don't you tell us a little bit about This Is Why You're Single? Um, okay. So This Is Why You're Single started, it's had many lives. Uh-huh. It started as a sketch show here in the city at the People's Improv Theater. Mm. Um, and then it was a book called This Is Why You're Single. And now it's a podcast that's been going for three years. The podcast has by far been like our favorite thing that we've done. Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 the, more and the title is, uh, again, I, I know the title of the sketch show in the book. What was the title of the, the podcast? <laughs> this Is Why You're Single. We're oh. queens of branding. <laughs> but we also, you know, we locked in to this title early on. And it's a great title. It's eye-catching. People uh-huh. are like, oh, why am I single? And we're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know you. But um, like, it also sounds a little single shamey, which we're very self-conscious about. And we always like to clarify that, like, we're not single shamey. Being, like, in a relationship is not the end goal for everyone. But, like, dating is just hard for everyone. And right. that's what it's about. Well, the struggle. The struggle. Yeah. And then and your future uh, uh, couples therapy or, no, your, your, your future, like, dating consultant practice will be also called This, this is, is Why You're, why you're single. single. And that will be appropriately named for <laughs> once. Well, this podcast is pretty much like, this is why I'm single. This is, they like, yeah. let me just talk to all the exes and find out what the root was. You know, that is my dream. But unfortunately, that market has been kind of cornered podcast wise. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to bring an ex on to interview them. Do it. And be like, what, what's your fucking problem? Yeah. <laughs> what up? But also all my exes fall off the face of the planet once we break up, which like I kind of want to run into people and, and have that awkward moment. But I don't know. They all burst into smoke. What do you mean? Like they like go off social media? They go and yeah, find I've themselves always dated in the desert? people that were like you know <laughs> before it was cool to not have a Facebook. People that like uh-huh. didn't have Facebook uh, and like you know they just yeah they, or they'll block me on social media and mm. and here we are. <laughs> I can't contact any of my exes. Uh, you don't have like a, you can't find them or no in this? year in recent years actually I've sure. I've. Um, become facebook friends with a couple that previously like either didn't have them or like mm. like unfriended me or something in years past and now we're like cool but like i don't talk to them or anything yeah because well, i find that like a legitimate concern where like i have to like sometimes actually try to track people down and it gets like kind of uncomfortable when you're like what you're like worried if they're alive no it's just more like i i feel very because like in any other context than booking a podcast this would be very not okay like when i'm like True. discovering that like oh i can't find her because she changed her name and now she's in florida and has a kid i've got the real name now i can finally contact her one day that's an uncomfortable thing as someone you fucked once uh i think now a decade ago right that's a weird thing but i have to always go like no 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 it's for like a show i swear it's like real that's kind of why you know if you want to do that you should just start a podcast it really does make it acceptable that's kind of why i want to take advantage of having my podcast yeah. to do that one day i would love we'll to see. hear your exes we'll on see. there yeah <laughs> but you're not single yourself no mm. i am not i have been with my boyfriend for four years mazel thanks uh, I know, so boring. We're so heteronormative. Um, but he, one of our first dates was him coming to the sketch show, that this is why you're single sketch show. And uh, we met on OkCupid. Okay mm. We had met in person once before. He came and saw me like do all my weird sketches about being single. You invited single. him to a show as the first date? No, it was the second okay. date. Still, that's <laughs> but, still risky. I know. I kind of... I don't know. I guess I was like, if he's not into this, then we'll know pretty quickly if this is going to work out. Um, the final sketch of that show was kind of a play on like a cat lady sketch, if I remember correctly. But it basically ended with me ripping like a stuffed cat apart and like rubbing the bloody entrails on myself. 
Um, so like he really saw the real me <laughs> and I think he was still into it. Then the Wall Street Journal happened to be at that show and they interviewed me mm. and I happened to mention or no, I didn't mention because I was being careful. But Laura, my my partner who I do all this stuff with, she was like, oh, Angela has a date here. So the Wall Street Journal winds up writing about my second date in print. It was a lot of pressure. Now there's pressure, I feel like, to stay together for forever and ever so that uh, you can keep that framed on a wall I know. for future children. Because otherwise, uh, that's that's now decoration you have to take down. Yeah, I know. It's it's he. They referred to him as a man that Sparrow is seeing from OK Cupid. And when I told him about it, I was like, "It's not a big deal." Like they just wrote it, but you know, whatever. It's not serious. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, the only weird part about it is they called me a man because I guess he feels like a boy." <laughs> Don't all of us who live on the L train uh, yeah. under thirty five feel like boys? <laughs> hey, listen, we're off the F, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all fans, we're nice. really grown up. No, it's all. <laughs> Wait, you do, so you do same. live together? We do live together, yes. And how long's that been? Um, it's been two years, but previously we lived in an apartment with four other roommates, like mm -hmm. kind of a rotating door of people. So that it was basically like living in a dorm or a frat house or something. Like it's only been since November that we've lived just the two of us. And it's way better. Way better? Way better. And, and you like it? You don't feel crowded? You're feeling good? Oh, no. It feels amazing. I think that it was really a good test of our relationship to live in the most uncomfortable situation, like sharing a bathroom with four, five, six people and like having right. to be quiet all the time and like really like I, not being able to have sex, to be honest with you, because like our our room was off the living room. There were constantly people around. But like why? Who gives a fuck? I this give is, a fuck. This is a sexually loud household. She's loud. I'm loud. My toys are loud. If you go close enough to the front, you hear Matt and, and his guy spanking. And like, like God bless you all. But <laughs> you're, you're a little shyer. I'm yeah, that's the thing is like, I don't like I get all that. But I personally am just like not aroused. Like I'm not going to be into it. If like I literally am like laying there and I see the light in the kitchen go on and hear somebody like rumbling around and like the ice tray. I'm like, okay, well, um, I lost it, you know? Do you find that it's like a personal embarrassment or is it a distraction? Uh, probably both. I would say both. Because like if I overheard that, I'd be like giggling and I don't want someone like giggling because I'm – listen, I'm goofy like all the time. During sexy times, I want like seriousness uh. and I don't like stuff that like brings me out of it and like makes me laugh. I I'll laugh right after. I'll laugh right before. But during – I want like a connection. You want this connection. You, know? you want serious. You want like uh, what's a really hot like sex romantic ghost? I hear ghost has I, a hot. Romantic I hate that. Scene. Like literally, my head is conjuring Fabio, and that I couldn't be like more you disgusted. But that's like listen, you want an intense. I was raised in the nineties, so that's the sure. reference that's coming to my brain. Not physically, but sure. but sure. So you're not like an in the middle of sex giggler. No, I mean it happens because we're both goofballs, me and my boyfriend. But is he also like a performer or comedian he, type? He, I mean, he lives in New York, so he's done improv. Okay, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he used to live in L.A., so he worked. You know, he, he did. He dabbled in stand up. You're not. Uh, you're not in New York unless you've done improv. Oh That's no, I mean, hilarious. all you have to do is swipe through Tinder. Like everybody's a comedian, uh, <laughs> and like I wasn't above putting it in my bio, mm -hmm. like being like you know comedian by day or by night not by day sure no one's a comedian by day um it's a good conversation starter but yeah so he's and he's like goofier than i am so like he'd be happy to like 
just like joke around the whole time. Like he does silly voices. And I'm like, don't do that. Stop. So you don't want the silly Please. voice during sex. <laughs> no, like don't be like, oh, I'm Uncle Ian. I'm, no. Well, Jesus no, oh, that's... God, Uncle Ian. <laughs> I mean, Choose he's your... joking. He's not into that. He's that's not, not your his Uncle fetish. Ian, you're saying. He's not, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> he thinks it's funny to say that. Mm. And I don't. Yeah, yeah. I say choose your character better. Uh, yeah, right. Maybe, but I don't know. I like giggling. I like a good laugh. And so I like something off to happen. Like I like it to be fun and consistent. But if something like odd happens, I like it when we can both burst out into laughter and like she's still into it and I I'm still hard, so we can keep doing it. And I think like that's fun every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But if it's like your norm, that's that's the problem. Sure. And it was kind of like. The norm. Uh huh. But now you have your privacy. We have our privacy. I mean, our walls are a little thin. Sometimes I can hear the baby next door crying, and that's kind of a boner killer for, for me. You know, whatever the female equivalent of that is. But but yes, it is Mm. lovely. But now you now you were telling me before that you had to be you're out on your show about having a boyfriend. Uh yes. Okay. So. But you weren't like in the beginning, right? Right. Well, I always referred to him as like the guy I'm seeing. Sure. Because that that was true. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was going to go. But, you know, a year in, I was like, okay, <laughs> he can be my boyfriend now yeah. on the show officially. <laughs> now, what goes into – was that like a conversation you had? Is that a thing? Because, like, it's a thing I have to go through when I have a girlfriend or something. A conversation like, with him? Yeah. At some point, there's like like a talk of, like, what's going on? What's not going on? Are we naming you? Are we not? Do we tag you on social media? Do you need to just, like – we can have pictures of – like, I had an ex who – you know, pictures of us could be together, but don't tag them. Um, so that's really responsible of you. And I should have <laughs> had that conversation. <laughs> you are very mature. Well, I have the face of the guy who's easy to yell at. Okay. So it's uh, I have to cover a few more bases. Unfortunately, I have to cover more bases than you. We should live in a world where we can both get yelled at sure. for the same damn thing. Well, <laughs> I guess the kind of stories I'm telling are a little bit usually less intimate in nature yeah. or, you know. So I would think, but I have gotten in trouble for telling or saying things that he didn't like. So the good thing is he doesn't really listen to the show at all. Sure. So like I get away with more than I probably would if he listened. Yeah. Um, and every, but every now and then he'll like listen or like one of my friends will mention something and he'll be like, you said that? Why did mm. you say that? So like early on, like I would always be like, oh, you know, the kind of guys I'm into are like Seth Rogen types, like chubby, like whatever. And then he'd be like, uh... People are going to think I'm hideous. And I'm like, no, that you're just like a little bear. And I love that. Um, but he doesn't take that as a compliment. Is he a little bear? He is. He's a little, he's a little bear. When I first met him, I texted, <laughs> I, on my first date, I texted my friend from the bathroom and I was like, I like this little care bear. And that, oh, to me, that's... though, that is the highest compliment. Like, my type is care bear. You think that's cute, but like we hear but hot. that. I think that's hot. You think that's Because nobody wants to be cute. Right. But we hear that and we do not think that that's a hot thing to say because it's not the way we've been conditioned to be I complimented. I know. But I see how you think it's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. And then I've also mentioned, um, so he's deaf in one ear. And then one time okay. Laura mentioned that he has a little stutter. Now, all these things combined make him sound like Quasimodo, and he's not. But he like he's like, you know, like I sound like I'm like a stuttering, deaf, like fat, whatever. Um, and yeah, maybe you do sound like that. But obviously, I have good taste and I'm into you. So my listeners understand. And I post pictures of him and people see it. They see that he's not a monster. Yeah. But there's like, I know, I feel like there's a factor of like privacy in that. Um, I mean, again, maybe he's just super comfortable, but 
you know, and you guys have a huge show. You, you do have yeah, a huge yeah. show. So it's like sometimes people don't want to be like my exes, like people would go find them. Yeah. And then that would sometimes get go to an, a not good place. And then I have oh. to go on the show and be like, hey, everyone, can you not fucking don't DM my girlfriend, please? That would be, oh, wow. very, you know, stuff like that. And you, you got to establish the boundaries and with a show as large as yours. I got to imagine that's has like, has he been contacted by strangers? No. I have to say what's really amazing for the most part about our listeners is they I mean they contact us and they're always like I feel like you're my friends I feel like you're my yeah. big sisters because as we get older our listeners seem to get younger so we're the big sisters you're now. early 30s like um, 20s? I'm 29 you're thank 20, you very much my, my not age, right. yet 30 because well, um, well, she's a little older Laura's 32 I believe right yeah. okay um so yeah so our listeners are just very like they act like they kind of know us and they know Ian and Nick Nick is Laura's husband mm-hmm. and they're they'll they'll like just reference things like oh I know Ian likes this so like here I sent you this article or you know they're very oh, sweet. So sweet I know I don't think anybody's ever contacted him directly but he also doesn't check his dms maybe right. people are sliding into his dms maybe but I never find that it's like a malicious thing. I think it's just like an over enthusiasm right. for the for the show and for the the quote unquote characters of the show. Because for all intents and purposes, a significant other of the host that you really really like listen to every week is kind of like a character in this right. like storyline of this person's life. It's totally true. And like you know, not that we're not being authentic on the show, but I think we both have like our roles that we fill. Like Laura mm-hmm. and I are kind of like yin and yang, and like. Oh yes, we are you very are. different. Oh, yes, are we? <laughs> oh yes. I mean, yes. I sat but there like, in that apartment, both... be like, mm, "I got an idea. This is a this is a fun sitcom." <laughs> yeah. Well, we pitched that sitcom, <laughs> <laughs> and we sold it for the record, hey. but it never made it to air. Whatever they wanted us to play ourselves, though, and and you know, y'all don't I'm wanna, not exactly... y'all want to go on TV. What? It's... I'm not. I'm not an actress, but it was fun taking acting lessons. That was fun. Okay. It was. But, but you do the sketch. Show, I, again, actress? I live in New York, so like I had to have that experience. <laughs> once sure sure um <laughs> but yeah no i'm more of a writer but it, it was an experience but yeah we're very different um and that's why the show works i think like laura kind of she's more outgoing she definitely like dated more people and mm. can speak to that end of things and like i deal with like the people that are like shy and introverted and like don't know what the fuck they're doing no it's crazy to think about though your episode was not that long ago but so much has changed yeah. in a short period of time where i feel like we've both probably been exposed she to going to sex parties more. now What's yeah going? and she's pregnant and she's just like going still going to sex face. parties good no, for her. no 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 not at all not at all um in that sense i think we're both pretty boring but i do think it would be really fun for her and i to like go to a sex party and be voyeurs sure we, i don't think either of us would be into participating but you know voyeurism is participation sure and i would love nothing more than to be the escort of a pre- the pregnant lady at the sex party you yeah. know <laughs> uh so what, wait yeah. what's so what's changed oh like yeah. well i think there's just more exposure to like different kind of lifestyles mm-hmm. and different preferences uh, i hate to use the word woke on ironically but aren't we all just a little woker nowadays <laughs> so I, I would i would hope and guess that she would be less surprised by those things now i mean right. i'm not saying i don't think she'd be into a bee fetish sure nor would i personally but yeah i we're women who contain multitudes uh, because she definitely she's like made out with girls and like mm. I was yeah she's like and you, done and, ayahuasca and which I, I would do <laughs> and I'm scared to do ayahuasca see like I like just need to be in control of myself all the right. time I'm laid back and I'm a control freak drugs freak me out but especially like weed I barely do but like drugs that like 
they talk about how much you trip in or hallucinate. And I go right. like, no, I don't trust what's going to come out. I don't know what's going to yeah. go there. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to like. Because if you want to get out of it, you're stuck in yeah. that state. And that's what I don't like. And I don't want to be held criminally responsible for things I may do in a state of mind that I can't predict. So I, right. I stay away from a lot of that. Also, a lot, a lot of, of people that do ayahuasca like have violent diarrhea and vomit. And they just give you a bucket and you're like out in the middle of nature. And frankly, I'm not into nature. So it just there's yeah. not a lot there for me. But I just I would want to like see some cool stuff and, and mm. like see what mother aya has to say about my childhood uh, but otherwise not into it slapping the bug bites i'm like i'm not gonna find myself in this bucket uh you know not for yeah me. yeah but I, I did like how when i asked like you know as one of the my little pre-screener questions i go like oh and then what i sexual orientation do we identify and he was just like he was like straight and i was like oh so straight with a sigh cool so like straight and not happy about it well no not that i'm not happy about it but i feel like it's loaded at this point to be like i'm straight you know mm. like it makes me sound like i'm not open to other things but it's my preference yeah. i can't help it i i like to say that i like male presenting sure gentlemen you're open to the idea of a dude with a pussy who turns you on exactly absolutely um and i also think like had I been raised now, like, like I have friends that are teachers, like all their middle schoolers and their high schoolers, like nobody identifies one way or the other. They're all like gender queer or whatever. So like, who knows who I would be? If it's I just a Nebraska congressperson's nightmare yeah. out here. I know, but, <laughs> but to me, I'm like, I can't keep up with these middle schoolers. I'm so boring. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, that's just... But there's nothing, but I don't see it as boring. I see it as like what you're in, so long as it's not boring to you. And I think that's what's so important right. is that, you know, people go like, well, I don't have these fetishes or whatever, but like, I love having the awesome vanilla sex I have. I'm like, God bless you. Right. I think the problem is when we got the people who have that vanilla sex and are bored by it and are afraid to right. try the other thing. And are things. closed off to the other stuff. I also, I think from a young age, I've always been around a lot of like queer people. Mm-hmm. So like, I very much feel uh, like, connected to that culture but like i'm not part of it and like that sounds very rachel dozy dozily and i don't want to go you know i'm not saying it in that way but mm. like i just i care about a lot of people who are gay and i love gay people in my life and i love judy garland i almost got a judy garland tattoo so like <laughs> i like to think that my lifestyle mm. is, cool, is sure. you know cool yeah, with those <laughs> cool. Oh, oh, for lack cool of a better word, I can't find. I thought you were like, right I know word, a lot of gay but... people. I'm very cool. I'm a very cool no, no, person. No. Look you at know, my squad no, of queers. Because I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to use the word woke again twice in one episode. I Jesus. mean, white people, you only get three wokes a week to and then say. You, so yeah. and then you don't we, waste then them we on take this you podcast. <laughs> um, a week? Did you say a week? I think in a lifetime. In a lifetime, you're going to say the word that word that many times. I didn't want to waste it just now. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Save them. Saving them. Saving them for those good times. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so wait, why do you? What was your connection to like the LGBT world growing up? So like in high school, my two best friends were ladies, mm-hmm. and I thought we were just like three best friends having sleepovers, hanging out. And it turns out they were fucking each other the whole, the whole time. time? <laughs> Like during the sleepovers? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. This is high school? Yes, this is in high uh. school. Um, and it was like my so once they finally came out to us, first mm. of all, they scared the hell out of me because they're like, We have to tell you something, like something like that is really serious. And I thought one of them was gonna have cancer. So when they were like, Oh, we're like <laughs> fucking each other, I was like, Oh, thank God. How old were y'all when th- that conversation happened? Um that was like I think senior year of high school, mm. but it had been going on I think maybe two or three years. And how um, how did you, you feel? 
so like I said, I was relieved initially. Um, and it was this was like what 2004, 2005, no, 2005, I guess, 2006. Um, this is before like the idea of like sexuality being fluid and all that stuff was kind of like known. Mm-hmm. So like my one friend was like, you know, I don't identify as gay. Like my, I just feel like my sexuality is fluid. And my other friend was like, sh- you know, knew she was a lesbian. So like, I, like I was thinking about all these things early on and like kind of like I loved my friends and I was like, I, I've never felt that way myself like mm-hmm. uh, like it took me a while to figure out what fluid meant and what the difference between that and like bisexual was you know right. um and it's the problem with wokeness so much research you gotta do there's a lot so of reading many, involved yeah um can't keep up but uh but yeah so like so initially it was fine i think that the the real issue was where it was like oh my god now i'm the third wheel all mm-hmm. the time that was what sucked i hate when friends date when two friends like start feeling each other i'm like no don't do it unless you're gonna get married and be together forever because if you break up you're gonna ruin my life has that happened to you before yeah with the same friend that was like oh oh, with in high school with the girl her her and the girl eventually broke Mm. up and then she wound up dating another good friend of mine but did you get and you had to choose sides oh in that breakup yeah yeah it was hard i tried to be friends with both uh for a while and that's always really hard and they didn't have an easy breakup and there were shitty things said. So I, I kind of had to pick a side. Did you suspect anything any like uh, before they came out to you? Did you suspect anything about no, this? I was the one friend because it was it's like a group of friends and like my okay. other friends were like they are in love. Uh, and I was like, no. Oh, so it was a big like they would be no, group this, sleepovers. This was like towards the end, okay. like because like I, I initially didn't suspect anything. Then towards the end, it, I guess it just got more and more obvious. And then at, like leading up to them coming out to us, and like my friends were like, oh, like they, they're in love with each other. And I was like, no, they're friends. They're just friends. Girls always help each other shave their downstairs regions. Right. What are you talking they about? Just like this to is cuddle. You know, it feels safe when you're a little spoon. But <laughs> yeah, they were. I was wrong. And, I, you, and you didn't feel left out? You were like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I no. Because <laughs> um, I was so, like, I, they were far more sexual than I was earlier on. Like, I was definitely not naked with anybody in high school, for sure. So I was like, no. Were please, you in all, locker rooms on the, with the towel? and the oh, Well, the I went towel? to Catholic school, so I had the uniform, which is actually pretty conducive to, like, you just pull the shorts on under the skirt, then you take the skirt off. Yeah, I was... I was not getting naked. Well, so then how did you discover your sexuality? Um, your, your boring, hetero, maybe. vanilla sexuality. So the <laughs> funny thing about my sexuality is like, I have a lot of friends who started masturbating really early, like mm. like second grade early, just like discovering their bits. And I was never curious. I didn't even really understand that women could masturbate really like i don't think i fully understood like what that meant for a woman like how you would do that i thought you just had needed like a giant dildo and i was like well i'm 14 years old and i don't have one um so i um i was like i hooked up with people before i ever figured out how to like pleasure myself um and so, like, I I, don't know, I, met, I had a boyfriend my freshman year of college. We were hooking up for a long time before I realized that I w- wasn't orgasming and should be. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of a sudden one day, like, I don't know, he just, like, touched the right thing. And I was like, oh, that. Oh, Do that. Oh, okay. 
And then, like, from there on out, I was like, okay, I, I'm a clitoral orgasmer. <laughs> but so you weren't, as as most women are. Um, right. Which, by the way, is something that I've learned from, like, our podcast. We hear from girls a lot. They're like, I've never orgasmed. Uh, like, I'm having sex with all these guys. What am I doing wrong? We're like, to quote Amy Schumer, all the good stuff is up top. Yeah. And I think girls don't either. They... Well, they know that and they're afraid to like tell guys or they don't know. I don't know. They haven't taken the time to explore themselves. Like, right. Like themselves myself. With themselves. Like, like if, if you're not coming with your partner, first thing you know, I would say is like go to your room by yourself. Do it just you because you can't teach them a thing that you can't do yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like I can't teach someone how to give me a good hand job if I can't give myself a good hand job. Right. Luckily, men figure that out much sooner. Yeah. We just learn uh, – <laughs> Stroke and repeat. Right. You're like, I want to help a woman do this one day, so I'm going to practice for her. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's why. It's a much loftier goal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, so, but now when you were having sex and you're not coming, but you're doing it. So I wasn't it- having sex. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was, I, I'm what I, cons- what I consider to be a late in life virgin. I was like 23 when I lost mm. my virginity and this was like my freshman year. Well, what were y'all uh, doing then? Like lots of, you know, in some at the ripe old age of 29 now, I can look back and be like, you know what? I was kind of like an empowered little bitch because I was like, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to get an STD, which I could have technically gotten an STD. But I was like, I don't want to get pregnant, ruin my life. So I'm just going to have people go down on me. <laughs> and like, yeah. I know, right? And like at the yeah. time, I was like, I'm such a prude. But now I'm like, no, you were getting yours. And coming out of Catholic school of all things. Yeah. Yeah, you well, go. You know what? Not great sex education. So I was like, I, I don't know how to put on a condom. Right. So. We're gonna we're gonna make this work. <laughs> That's how <laughs> my Virginia Law story involves her tossing me a condom and I tossed it back to her because I was like, I don't know how to do that. You're gonna do it for me. <laughs> and the woman very embarrassingly put the condom on my dick for me before I gave her very, very lackluster sex. I feel like most major like sexual milestones in my life I've Googled how to do before doing them. Like before my first date in high school, I Googled how to kiss. And Aww. and then I yeah, I Googled how to French kiss and then the guy was like, You're really good at that. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. And why is that? Well, y'all are the ones keeping a roof over my head and the lights on, and I appreciate you so much for it. Your membership means the world to me. Right now, I want to say a special shout out to Pamela K, a just a Chai Town babe. Oh my God! Uh, wow, I gotta get myself out to Chicago. I got some great looking listeners out there. Shout out to Brandon Harrell, ooh Canada, my something something land. Oh, I love seeing the uh, the fan whore delegation up in Canada holding strong. We got another Canuck to thank. Thank you to Garnett Van Dyke. Uh, can I get a free zipline ride while I'm up there? Seems like you may be the one to help me out with that. I also may need someone to, like hold my hand before I finally like jump off the thing because heights terrify me. But thank you so much for your support. And you too can join our fan horror community for as little as a dollar per month. That's four quarters every month. That's uh, That's a quarter a week which I'm pretty sure you can find in your pocket right now that might be better served uh, in mine. 
And it's not just to give it to me. You get access to super secret fan whore communities like the Champagne Room and the Peep Show. You get exclusive listening access to bonus episodes on Patreon, like my one with Vanessa Cuccia from Shock Rubs, and oh so much more. All you got to do is head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Join the club, join the fun, but now let's wrap it on up with Angela Spera. I feel like I learned a lot of sex stuff from stand-up comedy, which is very concerning. That's very bad. But I think we're, I mean, I learned- Hopefully just not Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, okay. Oh, no, maybe, I think the little come hither probably, he he probably played a hand in it. It was that time period. You know, do the Sufi in her twat, what? Do you was, remember the Sufi? No. He had the super finger. So instead of like just the super oh, finger, yes. it was the, the... And that was like his logo. Yeah. He, uh, blech, blech. And he had like jokes about like like giant labias that I feel like have permeated culture and made girls feel... Thank God. I always say thank God I didn't right. even know that labias were a thing to be insecure about when right. I was younger because who needs yet another thing? I didn't even know that was a thing that varied on women. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought we, you know, we're all the same. I didn't even realize y'all had to worry about like the different types of breasts. Like, are yeah. my boobs okay? I mean, I knew that that was a thing because that's more of a common thing, but it was uh-huh. never something. I very quickly learned once I was like, you know, with a guy that they, as long as you got a mm. body, they don't really care. Okay. You know, like they're boobs. Boobs are boobs. Boobs are boobs. Yeah. So now you're in college and you're having the guys go down on you, but you're not <laughs> orgasming. No. Well. But so like what made you, did, was the feeling like I don't, what I'm trying I, to get I to is like. I figured out how to orgasm and I was orgasm. Right. But you, you said, you said like you didn't, you were, it was happening and you didn't know you were supposed to be. And so were you so like, kind of okay, like, did so, it even feel good? Or was it of, I guess this is what this is. That's, I guess, what I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like, this feels good. Is that an orgasm? Maybe. I don't know. And then maybe like, uh, it took like a half a year maybe into my first relationship mm. for that to finally happen. And then from there on out, I like, you know knew what it felt like okay. whatever um and then like after i broke up with that person i was like single for a long time and like i never it never like occurred to me to like touch myself and then finally one night like i think like two years later i was like all my roommates are gone i'm gonna try this huh. i'm like oh okay okay but i don't really need a guy well because like what breaks yeah. my heart is like when i hear about like women who go you know ooh, ooh. sorry <laughs> rewind go on what what breaks my heart is like when I'll hear about women who, before they discovered pleasure, will say they were having sex and not it wasn't feeling good. They certainly weren't having orgasms, and they just thought that's what was supposed to happen because they didn't think they were supposed to enjoy it because they were like, "Well, this is, I guess, for the dudes." I think maybe because I mean, like, like you know, I had that period, but it was only a short period of time, um, uh, other than like my whole life leading up to that. But like, yeah. <laughs> I after. From the start of my like first sexual encounter to my first orgasm, it was only you know a matter of six months. And I think because I was like, I'm not having sex with you, and I was like only doing like oral sex and like you know fingers, whatever. Like I think that I got over that hump quicker than a lot of women because mm. like that stuff works way better for most women. So I was never dealing with like having bad sex where like only one person was getting something out of it. It's called the Angela Sparrow method. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it to all young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I'm I'm lucky in that way. 
Right. Well, how, and and how does it feel having like women emailing you all the time for advice and and whatnot? Well, it's hard to give advice on that particular thing because I think it's very intimate, obviously, and there's no like one advice fits all situations. Right. So I always like advocate, you know, don't do anything that you don't want to do, sure. no matter what age you are. Like, just it's whatever. But like, what I do understand is really hard is when you're ready to have sex and you are past an age that like you think is acceptable and like navigating that conversation with, with the person mm. like that, I feel like also is kind of like, it's like whatever you're comfortable with. But I, for my situation, I, um, I was always like, I just want to have sex with somebody that I'm in love with and that loves me like very simple criteria and like i wasn't able to find that so then i graduated college and like time went on and i was like now i just want to have sex with anybody i want to get this over with okay um but like it's definitely going to be like a person that i meet on tinder like okay cupid whatever um and i'm gonna have to like have that conversation with them like do i tell them Mm. do i not and like what worked for me was i just like i waited till that moment when i was ready to do it and i was like by the way, like I'm a virgin, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm like not gonna be clingy. And like I deal with a lot of stuff with humor and that works for me. And like the person just like laughed it off and like I wasn't clingy. I followed through on that. So like <laughs> Okay. That's I was honest and that worked for me. But like we've heard from listeners who didn't tell the person that it was their first time and they're like, it that worked for me. Yeah. So I think you just have to again go with your gut. Well, like just getting in what you're comfortable with. Right, right. But like, you know, you go from what you were doing for, you know, work before the podcast and you get this podcast that blows up and you have this book that's out there and you get a lot of emails, I imagine, whether not just about sex, but about dating or love or any any of that stuff. You know, what's is that was ever weird to be like, they want my fucking opinion? Yeah, well, we definitely like because we've been quoted uh, in like different magazines that will reach Mm. out to us as like experts. And we're like... May, late in later years we've been like maybe don't call us relationship experts because what we we call our advice big sister advice or mm-hmm. you know best friend advice is because sometimes you just need a unbiased third party perspective on your situation right. um and we just use like the wisdom that we have accumulated over our years of dating lower that bar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but and then like when we get a question that's like doesn't like our experience doesn't cover that question we'll try and bring on an expert so okay. we're like pretty good about i think being responsible with people's lives sure uh like we we have some we have a folder in our email called like for therapists and <laughs> we're true oh, you know we have like a therapist lined up because we're like we don't want to answer this question and and do it poor a uh, poor job and ruin yeah. someone's life <laughs> so. but also you know like that's what you get for like writing in a very very serious question to like a podcast show sure exactly <laughs> but like you know we'll we'll totally bring on the question that's like we had one that was like i went on a date with a guy and he went to the bathroom in the restaurant and stole a roll of toilet paper do you guys think that's weird and like that i feel equipped to answer yeah that is with it by wheelhouse and the answer is it's weird that he told you yeah <laughs> unless you're both super poor and he's trying to brag about how like look i can provide for you i Maybe. look what i can steal for our life together <laughs> i personally if he had a sense that was my answer i was like if he had a sense of humor about it it was like self-aware and was like listen i, I didn't have time to go grocery shopping this week i couldn't pick up toilet paper i feel like i could laugh it off and it wouldn't be a total red flag or deal breaker but it's all about how you handle it because if you're really creepy 
and like you just put it on the table and you don't talk about it. Why is it on the table? <laughs> Why is it on the table? Well, it that's goes also just your... like a health code thing. There's so many problems with this guy. Uh, his method uh, with dating and with uh, th- uh, thievery is both I mean, suspect. Who stole the toilet paper? Certainly not the guy with it on his table. Men don't carry purses, though. You know, how do you get a backpack? I, I guess know. that, yeah, that's why Aladdin had like a satchel, right? Did he have a satchel? <laughs> that's exactly why he had it. Hold on, the steel toilet paper. Uh, yeah. I, it's just so funny that you brought that up because I went, so uh, as many of my stories begin, I went to show up to a gangbang. Okay. Gangbang did not happen. Uh, I, I showed up to the, the room and there's nobody in the hotel room, which freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. That's like, I'm going to wake up and somebody's going to take my organs or something. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it's, it's like, hey, we're doing like, it was a Reddit gangbang. I had upgraded from Craigslist gangbangs and you know, they, they just. <laughs> is they, that a, is Reddit an upgrade? I think so. I like the I like Reddit. If I have to put a post to organize something, so like uh we're we're dropping this right here now, way too early, but we're gonna be doing the Pepsi challenge with cock sucking. Uh, oh. How does that uh, well, do you want to explain that now or are you gonna wait? You're gonna save that. I'll 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 tell you now. Okay. I may or may not cut it out. Okay. We're, we're gonna have a couple. We might do this with like three couples, um, possibly to see if like I need if it because I don't know if it's gonna take as long as I imagine. So we'll do it with three. Maybe also throw in like a male, like a same sex male couple to, you know, be inclusive. Um, <laughs> and like make Billy, you know, have to be around more dudes blowing each other than he normally is. Uh, so the couple, there'll be a couple who thinks like they know each other quite well. Kind of a dating game show. Okay, yeah. This would be great on like Lifetime. <laughs> Bravo, maybe. <laughs> and so the guy will be blindfolded and earplugged. Like I'll get like a hotel room and there'll be three to five women total. Like, his his partner and like two to three other women, two to four other women, and uh, they'll each take turns like doing like two to three minutes of a blowjob and just go like through. And then at the end, and he doesn't come. He's supposed to just like get a sampling of each. And at the end, like we'll line up, we'll take off the blindfold. Be like, okay, which number do you think it was? He's like, I think it was oh. number three. And I'm like, cool. So well, here was who number one was. And then here's who, and then you know do do a reveal like that. That would be fun. That's interesting. Yeah, and I'll interview the couple together and separately. I'll talk to all the women involved, and it'll be a fun time. And I'll I'll do that with like a you know a couple couples, and that'll be good. I feel so. like I would know. I like yeah. to think that I would know, but then maybe you should. Do no, <laughs> you and the you and the boyfriend could be one of the couple. No. <laughs> so, um, when I have to recruit for things like this, I like using Reddit because I feel like they um will use their fucking uh they will read the ad. Mm-hmm. I have had more cooperation with like if I put an instruction at the bottom that says make your subject line this, so I know that you read the whole thing. Like I feel like they do it more often than the Craigslist guys did. Um, they have user histories I can look at. So although a lot of people use throwaways, when a guy uses his natural one, I almost like give him more credit. Yeah. Um, so I like using Reddit for recruiting group encounters. But anyways, like, so I, I applied to a gangbang. I show up to the hotel room and there's no one in it. It's, it's propped open, but no one's there. So I'm like, this is weird. Uh, and then, and then I'm getting, I'm like trying to use the kick app to figure like what's going on. Turns out the woman the one guy canceled. Another guy is like, I'm running too late. I'm not going to be able to make it. So I was the last guy left. And she was like, oh, no, I just left. But I'm coming back up because she <laughs> she got the, she went there to get fucked and no one yeah. showed up. So I was like, well, I, we can fuck. And so we did. But at good, the end, I good. was like, I went happy to the, ending. Yeah, it was great. I, you know, had, had some fun sex and then went to the bathroom. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to low key, like, take the toilet paper because we didn't pay for the hotel room. 
the rich guy who coordinated the whole thing paid for the hotel room. I was like, look, not for nothing, but this is all free shit to me. Yeah, take everything. So, there's yeah. there's lotions too. There's shampoo. I took shampoo. Shower I, cap. I didn't take shampoo, but I took the lotions and I took like three rolls of toilet paper. Good. And put it in I'm my bag. I was like, great. It's a but great, like I'm great also night for you. But on a date, I'm not gonna go if I was on a date and did that. Yeah. I'm not necessarily gonna tell her that that's what I just did. And I advertise how poor I am already to dates, but I'm usually not gonna just like straight up put it on the table. So that dude's a moron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his situation Sorry. was, but I they definitely did not wind up together. Right. <laughs> so. But I do I do also like to set the expectations lower. Like if I apply to like some sort of thing where they're like quoting people, you say, hey, just please don't call me an expert, you know? Just a comedian yeah. with a fuck show. Like let's just I wanna I wanna trip over the bar every day. I don't wanna like be held to that exactly. high of a standard. Yeah, because we're not psychiatrists. We're not like Hexologists, however you become that, you know, like we're we're none of those things. We're just big sisters. Yeah, who are very funny talking into microphones. Right. Who also, yes, we're comedians at one time. Laura's still a comedian. Yeah. I just kind of do the podcast, so I feel uh, like I can't identify as a comedian. Oh, okay. I'm okay. a podcaster. How long have you been with a day job? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But how how long did you stop doing comedy? Um, well, around the time that we started, I didn't working, realize that I would have never booked shut. No, I think that my podcast qualifies me. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm also creating a game show. <laughs> I'm a creator. Um, no, I well, around the time we started doing the book, it just took up so much time. Sure. Along with like, doing the keeping sketch show. a day job that we kind of, yeah, the sketch show kind of fell off. We love doing the sketch show. I don't know if we'll ever do that particular show again. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to. Um, we've done some live podcasts, which kind of fill that void. And that's fun. But uh yeah, it we other stuff kind of got in the way. Sure, and uh, now there's a, now there's a boo thing to to go home to. Even less reason to oh, go out. Oh, I would never blame that. <laughs> that makes me sound awful. No, no, like, you seem like you seem Betty happy Draper or something. and healthy, like you know where the way humans should be. Not like right. sad alone in a basement with other sad alone people. I also like I I've learned to listen to my my limits. You know, like some mm. people can take on a million things. Like Laura is that kind of person where she can have like a million projects going, um, and be pregnant and like whatever. But I kind of my limit I think is like three things you know like I have a day job and I can have like two creative projects outside of that job but Mm. I also really value like I need to be home and recharge like a few nights a week so uh it's been a process it must be nice to like go home to somebody like for that for that recharge it is it is very nice I call I sometimes I'm like you're like my therapy dog and he's like why can't I just be your boyfriend and I'm Uh, like no I like dogs better than people so this is a big compliment if you don't let me call you the dog I'm gonna go back to calling you the care bear you don't want that do you (laughs) do you they're all just little furry (laughs) animals he's like I'm a I want I just want to be a man now (laughs) I'm a real boy I'm a yeah. real man. Um, that I, I I know I I like I remember having the feeling of coming home to a girlfriend because my one of my exes the the one I I was dating when I was on your show uh, who are, we are not together anymore. I'm sorry. And very not well. At least you have this podcast to vent about it, right? Uh, yes and no because apparently she listens and like. Oh, won't wouldn't you? Stop. If your ex had a podcast, no. what are you about dating? I've blocked both of my two exes because I, I then had a girlfriend for about three months. Uh, a little while after that, I we're I'm block we blocked on all the things. I don't low key like look in secret browsers at their social media. 
Um, no, that's not like not helping me heal. Well, that's the thing is like if you really want to get over someone, yeah, you should just like not like block them. Yeah. Don't look at any of their shit. We did the blocks because I know I would look. Exactly. Um, I do the and same because thing. they don't want it. Like, I mean, both sides mutually very much want the blocking for whatever reasons. I know one of the reasons I'm happy with the blocking is because I know if I didn't, I would look. And yeah, you can still open up secret browsers on like, you know, secret Chrome browser, which is apparently what they're doing because yeah. like. I I got like, incognito mode. I don't know. All, all I'm saying is like P sometimes will like reach out and be like, Billy's talking about me on the podcast. And it's like, did I or did like I mention you once on this episode that was recent? And uh, it's, it's like, stop looking. It's not healthy mm. for either of us to keep lo- like, stop listening to my fucking podcast. You're my ex-girlfriend. Like, stop listening. So you can try to find me talking about you. Because um, I might, and you, you don't want to hear that, and I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's weird. It's like your image, you can't control like what people are saying about you and putting out into the... Actually, she, she any of my exes Internet. can control that. All they have to do is come on the show, and they get to totally take control of oh, it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and typically, I like to think that my listeners want to side with my exes, uh, as long sure. as my exes are sideable. You know, <laughs> I've had... <laughs> what a man thing to say. I, I look, I am a piece of garbage. And okay. most of the women who have uh, been dumb enough to make out with me are angels. However, <laughs> there are some who are not. There was uh, one gal, I'm not going to say a name only because I know she used a pseudonym, but I don't remember what pseudonym she used. It's probably back in like episode 30 or 40 something. And she caught me when I was like, we, we hooked up when I was like 23, 22. Very fuckboyish. I was not very. I was still like learning. I I just didn't know how to be like an ethical fuckboy. And is that how you identify now an ethical fuckboy? No, I don't like being called okay. a fuckboy. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes I go through fuckboy phases, and I'm okay with it as long as I'm identifying it as a phase. But as right. like a human, I I don't believe I am. I feel like um, you kind of have to be a bro to be a fuckboy. Do I? And right? I don't look like. Do I come off as a bro? No. 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 Okay. Where are you from? Are you from Long Island? I grew up in North Jersey, born in mm. school in Connecticut. So, like, if you let yourself, you could... You <laughs> I let could, myself go? Yeah, you <laughs> could, like, you could turn into a bro. I could. But I'm from Long Island, so I could turn into Snooky. We all have it in us. Mm-hmm. And w- so I get very weird and self-conscious about that, because, like, I know what my face looks like. Like, I know I look like the enemy, but I also been like, but I'm not a bro. Sometimes, you know, the types of people who are critics of me are the types who don't like bros. I'm like, I don't like them either. And they'll like insult me by saying this fucking bro. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like most bros are not like um, educated on like, like sexuality and like interested yeah. in like, like they're very heteronormative, a, yeah. the bros. I'm just a right? generic run of the mill asshole. Huge difference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so there, there's this one woman who's on the show who like, I was not great with like, definitely good. Like, she blew me in a bathroom and then I re- apparently and I had forgotten about this and I was so embarrassed, still embarrassed even mentioning this. But apparently like we met up at this bar and then like she blew me in the bathroom and then she asked me to walk her <clears throat> half a block or a block to the subway. Mm-hmm. That subway was in the opposite direction of the subway I need to go to. Oh, no. And it was bright daylight. We were in Chelsea. Oh, okay, that the does reason, a little bit, but the reason, but my thing, because I'm an asshole, her reason was she didn't feel safe in at like eight o'clock at night 
in Chelsea, okay. walking by itself. Eight o'clock itself. at night is not you. First, you were like the middle of the day. Now we're eight o'clock at night. I mean, it's it's dusk. It's, it's dusk, <laughs> but we're in Chelsea. I, so I was like, it's not unsafe to walk to the train. You know, if she just said like, "Hey, I'd really like to like walk to the train with you," I not. You I'm, probably would you have said yes because I feel like you would have still said no. I know. I feel like yeah. You know what? You're right. I would have probably still said no. You know that's what little... she meant. What she probably meant was like I just did something intimate with you and I feel yucky about myself yeah. having to be like sent off into the night alone back to Jersey because I mean I don't know driving maybe, back well, to. okay if she's from Jersey maybe she did feel unsafe because yeah. sometimes people from the suburbs don't get what neighborhood they're in and yeah. they're like oh, I'm in the city I'm gonna get mugged right um so maybe she really did feel unsafe but I would guess because I pulled that move she probably just didn't want to walk alone probably and I think you knew that Billy I was just a little dickhead okay I I own that like that was an embarrassing moment for me because I was a really as so she's telling this story right you'd think and I'm as a podcast I was excited because like I want people to be able to like I want the exes who are not happy with me to come on those are the ones who are like least likely to agree and like isn't it like everyone's dream to like shit on their ex to thousands and thousands of people. Like, isn't that? It depends, I guess, how traumatized you were by yeah. the breakup. If it, I mean, if you've had, I don't know, <laughs> it, like, right. It depends on how badly you fucked up, I suppose. True, true. So, but like, I'm sitting there, she's telling this. I'm like, all right, she's giving it to me, but that's good. I got emails of just how much people didn't like her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to be the unlikable person for this episode, which is good. Yeah. But this woman is so unlikable. Outside of the, like for everything else she talked about, that no one was sympathizing with her. Lord, I mean, it's not a position I would envy. But I haven't heard the episode. Maybe she sucks. I don't know. I was I was excited to be the villain for once, and she robbed me of it <laughs> by being like just a ugh, Jersey girl herself. Hey, um, but but yeah, yeah. But the, so, so sometimes my my ex will still listen. Apparently, I guess that where she's got spies. Um, because like I will get like random angry text messages that I fucking mention her, uh, about podcasts that aren't even mine where I'm on someone else's. Have you considered not mentioning her anymore? Yeah, Cause it's like my life. I mean, it was two years of my life. It's a very, you know, somebody wants to ask me about that breakup is a very painful breakup for me. And it was very significant. Really. It was my first girlfriend since I was 19. I started this podcast cause no one wanted to be my girlfriend. Yeah. It was my this is why I'm single. I'm like, why won't anyone, why does everyone want to fuck me but not date me? Right. right. And so I'll never stop talking about her categorically, but you know, it's just, it's weird that like, why you, it's been seven months. Why are you still listening? Like, right. stop. Right. It's, you're hurting yourself doing that. Yeah. It's true. And I guess like you, she wrote a blog about me. I would, I would probably look once at a thing and then just not. It's weird. I definitely like, when I was still single when we started doing the sketch show and like I found it like therapeutic to like write sketches and like use that kind of stuff as material. Yeah. So like and like it kind of made me feel invincible. I was like nothing can go wrong. Like the worst kind of breakup, the worst like terrible dating thing that could happen is just material for me. Yeah. Everything is copy. Right. Um, <laughs> so like I get that you you really can't stop using that stuff when this is this is your when dating and yeah. sex your genre it's like it's also like it's my art it's my it's your art my dick stories are my art form right weirdly. podcasting is an art isn't it i think so it's a lot of and fucking we are work. all artists it is oh it God, is a lot so of work. work uh and especially like with comedy like if i write jokes like yeah if you're the present partner you can have a little bit of say but if you're if we're exes like all bets are off you know like i had a, I had a tweet 
uh, about my ex's like gender because my most recent ex is gender queer and uses they them pronouns. And so like I in our we had a fight where we briefly broke up. I wrote a fucking great joke, tweeted it. They texted me with like take that fucking down. And because I was like I think we're gonna get back together, I took it down. And then, and then for the entirety of that relationship, I was like, for the rest of that relationship, I didn't tweet it out. But like when when all when we're done, it's like, no, that's out there because that's a great fucking joke. That's like, that's, was it about their sexuality? Uh, well, it's not about the sexuality, but rather their gender. Or their okay, their gender. Well, the joke is just that um, my my ex broke up with me, uh, but my ex is gender queer, which I argue makes the whole thing way worse. Because in order to respect their preferred pronouns, it sounds like I got rejected by a gang of people. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, that the thing about that joke is it's not personal. Like, it could be about anybody. It could be about any genderqueer ex of mine, I guess. (laughs) Like, you could be like, yeah, you don't even have to reference your ex. You could just be like, it's hard to date a genderqueer person, whatever. Um, But it's a weird hmm. thing to manage. And I got to imagine even now, even though your show, like... Y'all talk about your own stuff, but it's it's usually pretty guest-centric. Well, we do episodes that are just the two of us. And oh, you do now? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We, we've always kind of like thrown those in there. I'm not I'm not as all the time subscribed. It's totally fine. So it's fine. Um, but there's uh, times where not only we'll talk about our significant others, but we'll tell stories about our friends' lives. And, and we've gone back and edited things out that like, you know, in the moment you feel like you're just having like a fun conversation with your friend and then you think about it and you're like, I don't know if I have the right to tell that story or in that way. Do you like follow up and you'll say, hey, look, we talked about this thing. You know, we, we've already beeped the name, but like we we were wondering if it's cool to talk about it or do you want me to take it out? Like, do you do um, that sometimes? I've had some things, but then there are also some things that I'm like, if I told my friend that I said this, they would just not be happy at all. So I just, I know, you know, I, I like, I'm very close with my buds and mm-hmm. all codependent. So, uh yeah, I would never want to say anything that would would hurt their feelings. So, I just I just know to edit it out. Usually, I don't even ask. Well, where you said that I was very responsible for having like the podcast talk with new, you know, significant others, you are way more responsible in the you know it, the post part of it. Because for I me, suppose. I'm like, when it's on mic, it's a good chance of staying in. If if it's good content. It's probably staying in. I also, but my <laughs> but, thing, my thing is also sometimes it's like if it's my story to tell, I don't care, like right. whatever, like I'll I'll take like because and unfortunately for Ian that usually if it's my story to tell it involves Ian, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes you know he'll get upset like I said, but but if it's a friend's story that I'm telling, I'm like. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because like, that's like, oh, this happened to my friend. Exactly. That's different from like, and that's why I mean about like talking about breakups and feelings and exes and story because it's like that's my story too like for someone to say i can't talk about pee um oh i'm sorry i thought you meant urine oh sorry sorry well <laughs> your your ex pee yes. when, yeah when, when i was on your show i think we called her still pee she wasn't named and then eventually she decided to be named and then okay. recently in the in the blow up that happened where back to pee she was like stop naming me i was like you already i can't i'm not gonna go like you're you're named but if it Makes you quote unquote feel better. Like I'll call you P, but I'm not gonna like. But like to say I can't talk about you means like now I can't talk about 22 months, 22 mostly fabulous months of my life. Sure. Um, that are very significant to me because uh, it's it's my story too. Like my side of the story is my story. Now, if I were to talk about something that happened to P, unrelated to me from like five years ago before I ever knew her, right? Then that would be not be cool because then that's me telling her story and. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's just it's all messy when you're like in the public eye and having to navigate what you can and should or whatever do right or right talk about. yeah and you're presenting your perspective which is 
almost always going to be different than your exes. For sure. For sure. Oh, uh, Angela, thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can people find you? On iTunes. You can look up This Is Why Wait, You're we're not, Single. We're not supposed to call it iTunes anymore. We've got we to gotta call Apple Podcasts. Apparently. Oh, really? They get very touchy. Oh, no one told us. No one told us. The people Because, <laughs> you know, I have a direct line to the, the podcast guy at Apple. Tim! <laughs> what, what? Apple Podcast? Fine. We'll, we'll change the website. I got it. Okay. Okay. Oh God! Wait. So what? Am, where can they find you? Tell where can they find me, Billy? Uh, <laughs> we're supposed to call it. I, I don't really call it that, but you're supposed to call it Apple Podcasts. They're like okay. rebranding it. Like it's not iTunes. It's Apple Music. It's Apple Podcasts. It's Apple whatever. Okay. Apple, yeah. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> this is why you're single. Also, I think we're on Spotify. We're yeah, on whatever. I think, I think I've seen you on Spotify. You can go to this is why you're single show dot com um, for all kinds of stuff. There's pictures. You can see what I look like. Um, that's not, that's a way to phrase not, it not in a sexy way just if you're like what is what, i want to put in a face to the voice um so yeah this is why you're single show.com for like anything this is why you're single and on social media i'm at sparodactyl like my last name and the dinosaur <laughs> fantastic well uh thanks again for talking to us and then why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody <laughs> Oh, that was fun. And like such a minimal mention of gangbangs. I'm I'm kind of shocked. Look at that. We had a, we had a fairly clean episode. Go us. <laughs> um yes, again, go listen to This is why you're single. It's a great podcast. I was on it. Friend of the pod Andrea Allen was on it, okay? It's a great show. Check it out wherever you like to get your podcasts. Uh check out Shock Rubs. And Vanessa Cuccia at Shockrubs, C-H-A-K-R-U-B-S. Check out their products. Get yourself some pussy crystals. Oh, yeah. As always, you can find me on the uh, the socials at TheBillyPresita on Twitter and Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, don't know what your problem is. Okay, I got this for you. You asked for it. Please go, uh, g- go give a follow. Give them likes. Give me them likes. Speaking of likes, go like the Man Whore Podcast fan page on Facebook. We're doing a bunch of great stuff there. We're populating that page with some cool, interesting content that you're not really going to you know, hear as much about on the show. One more time, Man Whore Con, baby. Win a free trip to Man Whore Con in New York City this August by submitting a video under five minutes in length showing me how you're my biggest fan whore. Email that to manwarpod at gmail.com no later than June 1st to win a trip. And if you just want to go ahead and buy a weekend pass yourself, you can go get your ticket at manwarpod.com slash tickets. If you want to get a really, really nice, cheap $55 weekend pass, June 5th, my birthday, two of those will be available when you use the promo code BILLY29 at checkout. Next week, oh my gosh, gonna have on Madison Young. If you don't know who she is, you should, because she is also very fantastic. Um, feminist pornographer, author, performance artist, you're in for a treat. But until next week, stay slutty. Stay slutty.